Welcome back to Risen Fly Fishing Shop Talk. We are here in episode 16 now. So uh, it's been a couple months going on here. I know we missed one or two weeks here and there, but we hope you guys have enjoyed this. If you have any recommendations on things you want to hear podcasts for, go ahead and comment or even just shoot me an email at ryan at risenfly.com. Check out our website, www.risenfly.com. And uh, check out all of our gear there. It is probably getting within a couple weeks of Christmas as this one rolls out. So if you're looking for gear for any of your friends, your family, or even yourself, uh, hop onto the website. We probably have some deals going on here pretty soon. And uh, if you don't know what you're looking for or anybody else, just grab one of our gift cards and they can purchase whatever they want later on. So today we're talking about tools. So what tools do we need on the stream and why? Um, so we've had conversations about rods and reels and fly boxes and this and that. And um, now it's kind of uh, all those little accessories that you have hanging all around yourself and why we need them and are they necessary and what do they do? Um, so today we're just going to talk about that. So uh, as you're out fishing, I think there's a couple necessary tools. There's a couple, yeah, we probably need them. And then there's a couple tools that are like, eh, I probably don't need those too much. So let's talk about the necessary ones first. So when we're out on the stream, I think two of the most necessary tools that we need is some sort of line cutter, nipper, scissors, anything like that. Um, and then any sort of uh, hook, um, uh, let's see, remover, we'll call it. So uh, line clippers, there's a bunch of styles out there. There's your basic nippers that just kind of look like nail clippers. There are actual nail clippers. Um, there are some that are integrated into pliers and stuff like that. Uh, but at some point in time, you're going to have to clip your line. So you need something to do that. Uh, so there's a bunch out there. There's some that are multi-tool as well. Uh, just have something, anything. It's Most of the time, it doesn't really matter. Um, I think the other thing with these tools is they get lost pretty often. So there are some people that they've got... Um, a super high-end nipper that has, you know, razor blades replaceable on there, and they've got it tethered around their neck with uh, paracord because they just want to spend a good amount of money on something that they're going to use all the time. Then there's the other people that might lose six pairs a year, and they're going to spend three bucks on a pair of nippers, or they're going to the dollar store and getting a pair of nail clippers for them. Um, make sure you have something like this. It's important because you're going to change your flies, you're going to clip off excess tippet, you're going to have to cut out some knots here and there, and you need something like that. Uh, there's a wide range of them out there. There's some good, there's some bad, there's some ugly, um, but they're necessary in my opinion. The next set of tools that I think you need is some sort of hook remover. So if you hook some sort of fish, hopefully you're doing that as you're out fishing, or you're probably giving up on this sport. Um, you need some sort of hook remover. So whether that's a set of pliers or hemostats, hemostats or forceps, um, this is great for removing them out of fish, uh, removing them out of yourself, your clothing, your hats, your packs, your waders, all of the stuff that it happens to. Um, and then there's a couple other reasons why you're going to use that. So I think the first and foremost is removing them, uh, those flies out of there. Um, another one is sometimes people struggle getting their tippet through the eye of the hook. And if you hold on to and you lock your hemostats or pliers or whatever on the hook itself, um, gives you a little better chance to kind of focus on getting that through the eye of the hook. We sell a little magnet line threader here in the shop that I've been 
Um, highly suggesting to a lot of people who are using like quad vocals. Uh, they can't really see to put a, a fly on, um, but sometimes those uh, locking that fly hook into your hemostats or pliers is, is really good. Um, and then uh, there's times that you can actually use that as a last minute nail knot tool if you don't have anything like that. A few other purposes here and there, um, but I like a good pair. Um, most of mine are a little bit on the longer side. I'd rather have, uh, you know, if I hook something a little bit deep or hook into a bigger fish, I want to make sure I can get it out rather than having a really short pair of hemostats or pliers or something like that. So that's that. Um, we talked a little bit already before about knot tying tools. I think that's one of those kind of in-betweens. If you are really comfortable tying knots, um, then just use your good old fashioned fingers. Uh, one knot that I've learned to tie uh, on my fingers, but a tool is so much better as a nail knot. Um, you can also use that for snells if you ever use a snell knot on the stream for a couple rare occasions. But uh, I think that the more that you work on your knots, if you're especially new to the sport at home, I start people in some of our classes with like paracord. And then we step down to backing and then we step down to actual tippet material when we're tying knots. So um, your loop knot, your fly, you know, tying on a hook knot and your line to line knot. Learn some sort of knot for all three of those and you'll be okay. Um, so, uh, so we've got tools for those. I think the next tool that we need is, um, you know, we've got tippet there, but some sort of tippet holder, whether it's just to hold everything together and keep it in your pack or something to actually hang it on. Uh, the more organized you are for that, the easier it is when you're like, okay, I want to throw 4x tippet on this today. And then the next day you might throw 6x tippet on something else. So having something to keep all those spools of tippet together, whether they are um, uh, all together or separate, but I think when they all get put together um, and they're in a good order, it keeps you more organized to be able to find where they are. Um, the other accessory, I would say this is probably the absolute top priority. You've got your nippers, you've got your hemostats. Make sure you have some polarized sunglasses. Uh, this is something that I think a lot of people miss on the stream, and it's extremely important because you're going to miss seeing a lot of fish if you don't take that glare off the water. If you're one of those people that have uh, horrible eyesight and bad uh, prescription glasses in terms of needing it just to be able to see two feet in front of your face, um, do your best to get some fit overs, find a prescription, use your, you know, your, uh, um, optic, uh, insurance to be able to find something like that. Uh, cause it's really going to increase your ability to read the water, find fish, not trip over rocks as you're waiting. There's so many reasons to wear polarized glasses. They're also eye protection. So if you throw a bad cast or pull a snag out from a tree or something like that, uh, it, I'd rather hit the glasses and get buried in your eye. Cause I've seen too many pictures of those over the years. Um, so that's one of the really good um, things that you're going to need on the stream is a good pair of polarized glasses. We talked last week about leaders, and I think another uh, couple accessories that you need is you need something to help everything float and something to help everything sink. Um, so on the floating type, we're going to talk about two products. One would be some sort of indicator. So there are yarn indicators, foam indicators, wool indicators, um, some that are ball shaped, some that are, you know, uh, strip foam, um, flat ones that lay like a leaf on the top. Uh, there are times that I absolutely hate indicators and there are times that I think they're necessary. So as you're, um, fishing different types of water for different types of fish, different types of indicators work differently as well. So, um, find one that you like and, uh, you might need two or three different kinds, different sizes for different 
um, water levels, things like that. So go into checking out different types of indicators out there. So that's one part of the float side of things. The other part of the float is floatant. So there are liquids, gels, pastes, and powders out there. Um, I always pre-treat with a liquid or a gel. Um, I like a paste, as I talked last week about, uh, for putting on my furl leaders. And then I like a powder for anything with CDC because it has natural um, waterproofing oils in it. And then also, if I've got a dry fly that's sinking on me, I use the powder floatant to kind of pull the moisture out so it can float again. So that powder is similar to that um, those little packs of, of balls you find in a uh, new pair of shoes, the silica gel or silica balls there. Um, that helps pull moisture out. So that's kind of what the powder is, generally speaking. And then your liquids are there to help repel water. Um, you can dress your fly and you can also dress part of your leader as well to help everything float. So you've got indicators, you've got floatant, and then on the sinking side of things, you need some sort of split shot or some play, some way to add weight. So you've got lead split shot with the wings so you can remove it. You've got lead split shot without the wings that there's actually tools to help you out with that. Some of them are put on a pair of pliers. Uh, you've got non-lead split shot out there, and then you've got some putties. You've got tungsten putties out there. I think we've got a little bit as well left in stock here too that you can add and subtract there. So all those are important as, hey, I've got these flies, whether they have weight incorporated into them like a bead or not, and I need to get them deeper. Um, you've got to have something in your pack to be able to do that. So there's lots of different products out there, and uh, make sure that you're, you're, you have some in your pack to be able to uh, make your flies go down a little bit better. Um, so now after we've got that, so we've got, I would say we're ranking these in kind of a, a good order of necessary. Uh, now we're going into some of the, uh, we'll see if we actually need those or not. Or not. Um, I'll put in this category a net. Uh, there are times that I love having a net and there's times that I never use it. So a net is important in, um, making sure that you're not handling a fish too much. Um, that you're, um, having it in a net that will maybe help uh, revive it a little bit better. Um, and then sometimes you just have a big fish that you rather have a net because you can't physically handle them with just grabbing them with your hand. So, you know, when I'm salmon, steelhead fishing, pike, muskie, things like that, a net is kind of important. Uh, if I'm catching a bunch of bluegill and small trout, might not need it. Um, sometimes if you want to um, take some good pictures, a net is great because you can let the fish rest in there and when you're ready to take a picture, you pull it out of the net, snap a picture in you know, a couple seconds, put it back in the net, and then uh, be able to release it there rather than it you know, flopping all around the bank and you struggling to get your camera or your phone out. Um, so there are some advantages to that. Disadvantages are you got to carry it. So there's times that I'm hiking or I'm fishing a, a long stretch in a creek, se section of creek, and uh, it's just too cumbersome to carry something like that. You know, I'm catching a release 99.9% .9 of the time out throughout the year. Uh, so a net can help in some of that. But sometimes I'm just, hey, I'm going to pull the fly out, put the fish back in. I don't even need to take a picture and we're off. Um, and it lightens your load compared to carrying one of those. Uh, we won't talk specifically about packs and bags because I think that's a whole different conversation. Um, but also some of the other things that you're going to carry in there. Um, here in Western Pennsylvania and especially parts of warmer climates, a stream thermometer is one of those, mm, I would say less than necessary products, but once we're getting into some of the heat of the summer, 
they say somewhere in that 67 to 70 degree mark is where trout really shouldn't be targeted anymore. And uh, a stream temperature uh, thermometer to be able to put in the stream and see what it looks like so that you're not stressing these fish out can be very important. Um, and also that's important on figuring out how active these fish might be. You know, how cold or how warm the water is can make a big difference on a couple degrees here and there. Um, we also have certain things I would say on the low end of, of necessary, a tape measure. Hey, I want to see if I caught my personal best, a scale, same thing like that. You know, I, uh, caught a massive brown trout in Lake Ontario, um, about, let's see, by the time this hits about two months ago and it, uh, was pretty warm that day. I would say water temperatures were up high, um, took a couple pictures, put them back in and then just kind of did a reference measurement. So, oh, Hey, look, my um oh sorry phone's ringing here um my finger or part of my vest is three inches and i can kind of use that in the picture to say okay this fish which we did was about 30 to 31 inches overall um so sometimes you don't really need something like that and is it that big of a deal anyways probably not um the other things that i'm going to carry on the stream with me we talked about sunglasses i think a hat is important as well just to kind of protect you from the elements but also to kind of shade your eyes so that you can see better uh into the water um, i'm always carrying like we talked about tippet but also extra leaders and different leader material there and beyond that there's not a whole lot that i'm carrying i know we've got a bunch of other tools and and um, things that we have um, if on your tippet you don't have one of those tippet tenders as we call them a little elastic band with a uh, loop in them so that you can you're not having your spools unwind on you you've got little tools like that um, and then you've got your wide variety of things so one of the other things i'll, I'll also mention is just how do we keep those um, items that we have your floatant, your nippers, your hemostats. There's different forms of retractors and zingers and, you know, ropes and cords. Um, some of those are great because it keeps everything accessible in front of you, and some of those just get in the way and tangle your lineup while you're casting. Um, I would say another uh, thing that you need is uh, we probably need a wading belt. If you're actually wearing waders, that's important to um, make sure, you know, there's all kinds of studies about, oh, okay, you're going to drown if you don't have that. Um, uh, there's been some well-known fly fishermen out there that have proven that otherwise, but I still think it's important in some ways. Um, but also how you carry everything. So when I carry a net, I actually have a, um, cord that's attached to it and I attach that to my waiter belt. So it's kind of out of the way. And then you've got your net magnets to keep that out of the way as well. So there's different tools and accessories that you can use for that too. Um, the other thing that is that some people like as another accessory is some sort of fly patch. So there's foam ones, there's wool ones, um, there's ones that are, you know, incorporated into your chest packs and things like that. Um, I think that's great for um, putting a couple flies that you might want to throw on, taking flies off, and having a place to put it. In my experience, I lose more flies that are on that patch than if I would just put them back in the box. Um, if I want to dry a fly off, I'm probably clipping it off drying it on my shirt you know I usually wear some sort of moisture wicking shirt that kind of pulls some of that in too and then I put it back in the box and I make sure my box is open during my drive back home so I can dry everything out again so there's all kinds of accessories out there that are not so important um, some things that I know guys use is they might have UV incorporated into their flies so they might carry a small UV flashlight um, I think a regular headlamp is also important if you're fishing early in the morning or late at night. I would grade that 
uh, middle to high necessary item. And then um, some guys will bring markers as well. So if they've got a, a generic fly that's tied and the hatch looks a little different, they'll use some um, alcohol-based markers to be able to um, change the fly color on the fly. Good pun there. And, uh, and change that so that they can match what's going on. Um, but overall, I think that kind of covers just about everything for you. So there's lots of different things that people are encouraging you to put in your pack and, you know, spend five to a hundred dollars on. Um, some of them are extremely necessary. Some of them are not important at all. Um, but, uh, see what's necessary, see what you need and kind of lighten your pack up from some of those things too. You might have 10 spools of tippet on you and six different sizes of split shot and three different kinds of of uh, floatant on you and maybe you only need two or three of each of those for the day on the water and put the rest back in your in your car for next time uh, i seem to trying to try to be more organized uh, the longer that i'm fishing rather than carrying everything that i own in a pack um, so days that i'm chasing a hatch that i know that's what's going on i've got one fly box i've got two types of floatant i've got tippet and uh you know my nippers and hemostats and that's about it that's all i carry on me rather than 18 fly boxes of, you know, 500 flies. I know exactly what I'm fishing for, so that's what I pack. So use all these accessories appropriately and pack um, minimally all the way through there. We hope you guys have enjoyed this one. You get to listen to me talk again. We're going to have some other ones. I've got a few people I want to do some guest speakers on uh, here in the future. So hopefully we'll get some local guys in here and even a couple guys that I will uh, do some phone calls with to do podcasts with. So we will work on those and have those out to you guys eventually as well. Hope you guys enjoyed this. We have all these accessories and more that we talked about today on the website. Go ahead and check those out at www.risenfly.com. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. 